Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Let me tell you about this job we're going to I got this program and I'm trying to stick to it now. Okay, Okay. just hear me out. It's called Hinkley Cold Storage. Here are just a few of the key ingredients. Dynamite, pole vaulting, laughing gas, choppers. Can you see how incredible this is going to be? Hang gliding? Come on! Now, in Russia, they got it mapped out so that everyone pulls for everyone else. That's the theory, anyway. What I know about is Texas. Down here, you're on your own. Ty Webb, Heavy Longmire, Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. Damn it, Gustav. Plug the shit in. Alright. Plug. Yeah, we're plugged in. <laughs> okay. Well, what the fuck you doing? Go. I'm waiting on you to do the little. Yeah, don't you have a saying? Oh, that was going to be my saying. God damn it. Uh, that was your saying? Yeah. Plug God, in? God damn it, Gustav. I thought we were. That is an okay. old country witticism right. I'm not familiar with. Uh, you suck. Alright, well, we'll just do the thing. We don't have to do it. I, mean, I just thought it was kind of people like our. Oh, did you just <laughs> fart? That on camera. I mean, oh, now you're off mic. Now you're Mr. Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I. And why did you hack it towards me? Yeah, that, I'm already there's nothing this on way. the I saw, I saw Ty's handsome, well-coiffed oh, hair flutter. <laughs> Chalupas. I'm not going to say that I never fart around anybody, but if out of the three of us, there is one person who I'm staring at who has never been shy about farting. I don't fart that often, sir, around you. I, I am as far on the other end of that spectrum, I think, as you could get, including yeah. that my ex, who I was with for almost 20 years. Never heard you fart? Never ripped one in front of her. No shit. Wow. And that sometimes took some real effort on my part. You know what? I almost forgot. Welcome to Can You Hear Me, the podcast of three oh. slightly educated hillbillies. Oh, that's right. Talking about things. I am Gustav Monteblanc. I am Ty Webb. And I am Heavy Longmire. And you can find us on Twitter, and you can tell us your stories about gaseous exchanges. I am Real Gustav. I am Heavy Longmire. I am Muzzy74, M-Z-Z-Y. Seven four. He left out the U to save you time. Boom. That's the kind of one-liners you you'll hear on today's show. You can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail dot com. You can find us on the internet at canyouhearmepod dot com. Tumblr, Pinterest, MySpace. Oh, it's nineteen ninety nine or whenever that came out. I don't know. We might also be in your local paper. Check it. Boy, that would be awesome. We could make money by placing tiny ads. Oh, let's do that. <laughs> let's take out like a full page front page on some, you local. know, small town local weekly. Let's see what that takes. Like the, uh, Ballinger Daily News. There you go. There you go. That there would you be go. fantastic. Out there for our boys and, uh, yep. out in the West. All right. So back to our topic du jour. Right. When I first got with the future Mrs. Gustav, I lay awake in bed with her in sin, holding the farts in. Oh, yes. I also... This was pre-Dutch oven? Yes, pre-Dutch oven. I also did not want to even defecate at her house. Oh, no. Even though she had two bathrooms and the other one was, you know, distal to the bedroom, I didn't want to do that, unleash that evil. That's when you were missing outhouses. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would hold it up either to when I... What are you I, doing out there in the woods? Nothing. I'll be back in in a minute. Either to when I had to go to work or I could make a stop at my apartment. Yeah. I would try to hold that in. And I can remember 
waking up just with intense gas pains because my body was trying to keep this thing going. Mm-hmm. And so I held out for a long time before I would even do my evil business at her house. Yeah. Now, eventually I had to because we lived in sin for a while. So there wasn't any getting around it. I couldn't hold up that ship for, for work. Well, that seems like day. a thing where once you break the seal, then it's cool. Well, I mean, you know, you don't want to go open door policy. No. 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 Like our Separate bathrooms is not even a bad idea. No. If you have the means. If you have the, right. if you have the way and means, that's a great thing. Now, then you also, you know, we don't have it, but I know a lot of people have a bedroom off the master suite. And, you know, that's, that's almost like having the door to hell. You mean right the bathroom? There. The bathroom off oh, the yeah. master bedroom, you know, cause somebody's gonna pick to use that. Now some people are free and easy, like, hey, you know, like you said, you the seal's the, been broken. What do you mean the bathroom off the master suite? Well, like if you had separate bathrooms, if you have a setup where the, you have the master bedroom with a bath right off of it, mm-hmm. if you're going the dual bathroom. Oh, okay. Gotcha. One person's going to pick that one. Right. And that's going to be their shitting bathroom. Right. Or you could have a bathroom that's just designated as the shitting bathroom. This like, is, this is where we go to shit. We, we these are the here. kind of things that need to be covered in premarital counseling. I don't think people discuss that. I think usually these things just kind of work out. But I think if they did prenatal count, prenatal, premarital counseling, that should be a topic. Absolutely. Where are we going to shit? How are we going to handle the shitting situation? Right. How are we going to handle Which way do passing you put the gas? toilet paper on the roll? Paper up, paper down. All right. Why would you? Why would anyone go paper up? It should go down. That's what I think. I, I do. And same. if somebody puts it on wrong at the house, I'm fixing it. I feel like oh, people really? going yeah. paper up are just doing a bit. <clears throat> why would you do that? I don't know. I, I think sometimes maybe somebody, I'll give people the, maybe they were in a hurry. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt, because rarely, or maybe they just don't know. Maybe they haven't been taught talent. right. Right. Well, they need to learn. But I, you know, <laughs> I, I stay in a lot of hotels across this great land of ours. Montage. In the hotel, how do they place the toilet paper? I would say way? 99% of the time, it is down. Paper down. And if they're doing a good job, they fold it in the little triangle. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know. Yeah. I may start doing it at my house when yeah. I'm at home. Just to make my family feel special. They may be making like a little towel swan for the bed. Right. Now, have you ever stayed at the hotel that has turn-down service? Oh, yeah. Look at Mr. Cuvivaldi on there. Right. So, have you? I have not. It is a little disturbing. No, actually, I have in Vegas. So, if you haven't stayed in a hotel with turn-down service, sometime in the evening... A maid or housekeeper, whatever you want to call them, will come by, sneak into your room at some point, and or Gideon. Maybe that's the Gideon. Maybe <laughs> coming there checking to make sure your room is Drop, dropping a Bible and turning the covers <laughs> down. And they come and turn your covers down, like I need that help, and yeah. put a little uh, mint or yeah. a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, or I have something. had that, and it was like I don't want that. So. I'm always worried. I know you're not talking about the cookie part. Yeah, you don't think. No, I'll eat that damn chocolate. But but I don't need somebody to come do that for me. No. First of all, I may be jerking off in there. Okay. You might be getting it turned up, turned up. While they're trying to turn it down. And what if I got my headphones in as I'm visiting ex hamster? (laughs) You know, what if I'm way too into the cold female nude male scene and I don't hear the housekeeper uh, not tapping? You want hand job? What about if you if you see them come in and you're in mid-stroke, do you stop? Well, I think the only way that would happen is if I had the headphones in and, you know, then was oblivious. You, you just kind of wave them Savoir Fair would be to go ahead and finish. Yeah. I mean, if you're close. I mean, if you're not close, you know, come I, on in. I think come that's proper. It's going to take a little bit. I think that's proper etiquette. But uh, I think that must be a real possibility. You know, oh, I mean, you know they it's have. to happen. They have some amazing stories. Yeah, oh, I bet yeah. they do. Well, I'm sure there's some people that are actively trying to. Oh, sure. To yeah. show that off. You've got your deviants. Yeah, but uh, good stuff. No, I stay at the same hotel, often months or years at a time. I am not going to run the risk of being that guy 
that everybody knows. Can you get turned down service at your normal hotel. You know, I haven't stayed at one with turned down service in a few years. Yeah. Uh, so it's not something that I've had in a long time, but it always disturbs me because yeah. it's like I don't really need this extra little bit. Yeah. Knock that ten bucks off my bill. Right. And, and uh, uh, I mean, I'm I'm all for helping the economy, but I, it's not something I need. You're right. Not something I look for. It seems kind of like a relic of the past. It is. It is. Now, have you taken a cruise? Once. That's pretty standard on those from what I've heard. Those sons of bitches are like ninjas. Yeah. Like, you leave, and somebody runs in and straightens up shit. And yeah. you come back, and... And yeah. you are going to get the towels You're going to get there. the animal. Yeah. And it's probably some poor Eastern European person, from what I've gathered. Yeah, or, or Somali or something. Yeah, something, you know, place where the dollar's way stronger. But they're like ninjas. And there's usually like a steward and then a assistant or whatever, whatever they, you know. And they're I don't know how they do it. I hadn't figured out the secret because you don't see them hanging out in the hallway. Right. They're not pushing a cart around. No, you you make past them, but it's like bam, That's and you impressive. may not even be gone very long. And they are in and out. And I know they're doing that all up and down that hallway. Yeah. That feeling when you you leave a hotel room and it's just half demolished. And then you come back in and everything looks perfect. Is it's nice. It it's pretty awesome. And there, <laughs> I've I've always avoided it. Now a lot of hotels for the business traveler that cater to that, they will give you the option to go ahead and have like a a monthly or a weekly rent. And they'll give you a lower bill, mm-hmm. but they won't give you housekeeping service every day. Uh, and I have always avoided that. Because yeah. I like that feeling of coming back and the bed's made. Now, I'm not, I try to leave the room. The only thing that's really in disarray is there's the dirty towels and there's the unmade bed. But it's not like shit strong. Now, and be careful with those towels. Those ladies. towels, don't run the uh, UV light on that. I feel bad for, <laughs> but I think, you know, that's pretty much a given. Yeah. That's, those towels are going to have some DNA on them. Yeah. Up and down and the, the hallway. Bed and the bedspreads. I try to keep mine clean, but you know, if I'm once in a while, you know, you know, you have missed. You might, you might arc it a little bit, right, over to the left, back into the left. It's a prude of film. It. I feel bad for those, but I try to leave a tip. You know, just the tip, just the tip, just the tip. But then some days I feel bad because maybe I didn't manage my cash, and it's you know, you get to the end because ideally you would tip every day. Yeah. And I don't do that unless I've got the kids with me. If I've got the kids with me, I'm making it rain in there because I know those little bastards are leaving it, tearing shit, tearing up. shit up. But if I'm by myself, I usually just tip the last day because I know they got to do the terminal clean, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, but, if they're if you're a regular there too, they kind of understand, yeah, you know, know and, what to expect. And like they know, I know that weird fucker with those bags, you know. Yeah, they they know who you got. And I always try to talk to them and, you know, not, you know, as I pass in the hall, not as I'm to come in because I'm usually gone by then, but they see you and they'll talk to you. Yeah. There's a lot of DNA in those hotel rooms. And if you get a place that doesn't do a good job cleaning, you may find some weird shit. What's the weirdest thing you've ever found? A few things left behind. Well, I've found bras and panties left behind. Really? Yeah. And weird places like they got slung over something, you know, like you go to plug something in behind the chair and there's a, a bra laying there it didn't just get back there because somebody just accidentally right. laid it did you take it i did not take it it didn't fit gotcha you know so it was too tight for me so Bomber. i didn't need it the uh i think the weirdest thing i found like some shitty jewelry you know you've seen like underneath the bed you go to pick up your Shoe or something. Like Mrs. Roper costume stuff? Yeah, yeah. Something. So I didn't even bother. I just left it and didn't even bother with it. But the weirdest thing, especially in this day and age, I got in the habit a long time ago of just looking. Because you look under the bed. Because once you find something weird, you keep looking. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're picking in there. And Uh. I opened up a drawer and I pulled it out. It was one that didn't have a stop on it. And there was a stash of porno mags. In the bottom underneath the drawer in this hotel room. I know you took those. I didn't took it. I looked at them <laughs> just to see, and it was How normal. It was normal. They were recent. It wasn't really? like you know. And what kind are we talking here? They were your generic mid-tier 
I don't know, club or some shit like that, yeah. you know. They, they weren't unfamiliar, but they might have been in a three-pack at the gas station. I don't mm-hmm. know. But they weren't old. They were, you know, right. current. Did you know Porno Mag switched to hardcore somewhere along the way? Really? Yeah. So, like, used to... If you wanted a, if you wanted to see penetration in a porno uh-huh. mag, that was something you had to buy in some seedy. Yeah, right. That was in another area. Yeah, you had to go to some place where there was probably a glory hole. Yeah, but somewhere along the way, as I found in this stash of porno mags in a hotel dresser, they went hardcore. Huh. Well, one of them was it. It was Hustler that would have some. Well, Hustler would push it. Yeah, they had. But they showed penetration. Didn't they? they didn't show penetration mm, when we were youths. Not that I remember. I was like a hustler of penthouse. One of those. Well, days. maybe one of them was the the groundbreaker. But I remember at least which one was who owned hustler. Flint, Larry Flint. Was Larry. Now, he was always yeah. pushing it. Yeah, you know, he was like the first one to give you the open spread gynecological exam. Right. Um, penthouse was that uh, Bob, Bob Guccione. 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 Not yeah, Junior. Guccione. Who. Junior did spin, which Axel famously called right. out and get in the ring yeah. on a Use Your Illusion 2. I believe so. We can check with Jay Cranfield on that for all <laughs> things Guns N' Roses. Or, Is he going when they come to Dallas? I believe so, yeah. yeah. I think he said he was. Yeah. So yeah let's do some email. All right. Email? all right. We can do some email. I wasn't sure if we were done with fart talk. That was pretty much covered. You nasty, on nasty bastard. I hope Heavy's done with just the fart part. I, I, I'm afraid he won't be. Well, just next time, hike it the other way. That, did you smell anything? Yes, I you did. did not. Did you okay. taste it? You just ate at Poncho's and ripped a fart, and you're going to make the <laughs> argument that it didn't smell? And you angled it at him. Ah, you Lord. know, you leaned over and farted at him. Uh, I mean, I'm... About two feet from you. Right. I felt the heat. <laughs> uh, there was a solar wind about. Felt the warmth. Man. Let's, All right. Let's not so, do that uh, again. I got one here from the fake Bailey J. Bring it. And as usual, fake Bailey J does not waste a lot of time writing lengthy emails to us. To the point, gal. She In is. fact, I get text way longer from her than the emails. I don't understand her. Really? Anyway, she says, Gustav does have a hairy ass. Yes. Yeah. Which I did claim later, you know, earlier on. Again, it's not hairy, real hairy up top. It gets increasing hairy as you go down. Right. And um, Or the southern peninsula. Yeah, the, below the equator, it does get much more in the... Uh, it's it gets way hairy down there. It's a jungle. But she said, and she has seen it. Okay, it's I mooned her very early on in our relationship. Okay, at work. Gotcha. Fuck sure. HR. I'm going to moon fake Bailey J. And I want to say that uh, it was a an ambush moon. Like mm. I called her back in the far back, and as she came around the corner, there I was, fully. Twig, I mean, she got the berries. Uh, I don't think mooning's the big thing that it was in the early 90s. No. I, I, yeah, I don't, I mean. I mean it was phasing be, out That'd probably be sexual us. assault now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. She probably got some ball shots. on, heavy. And probably right. at the time, they were hairy balls at the yeah. time. Because I don't think I was using them this very was, much. This was pre-Mach 3. Well, I mean, I think I did. But I think maybe at that time, I might have been in a... In a little bit of a slump, so they were probably just uh, all natural. You just let it go. Let it go. You know, because I would say that if I wasn't active, I would probably be less inclined to keep them nice and tidy. I think everybody's in that boat. You know, yeah. I think guys and girls go that way. Yeah. Anyway, so she has seen it. To quote Dave Chappelle, I've seen it. <laughs> and... Uh, she adds, I feel that boys should shave their armpits. What? No. Fuck that, Bailey, no. Bailey J. Nope. You can keep shaving your armpits, but I ain't. So I do have hairy armpits. I look as like well. I got a red-headed buckwheat in a headlock. <laughs> but as we were talking about today, I do not want to see the ladies with the unshaven armpits. No, That's pudding. I just, I can't. I, it will, I stated earlier. There's three things that will derail me from pornography. 
Which I think we're all on board with. I think with. we're all agree. Number one, uncircumcised dicks. I don't want to see it. Just no. keep those to yourself. You know, I don't want to see hairy armpits. No. And I don't want to see unshaven legs, but the hairy armpit, I think, is more noticeable. Obviously, if somebody had hairy legs like me, that would totally freak me <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, if you And I've seen that on some websites, some hirsutism. If your legs or your armpits resemble mine in any way, yeah, I'm out. we got a problem. Yeah. And, obviously, uh, foreign tongues being spoken. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. I can do a little bit of Spanish, but if I hear your uh, Slavic tongues, that's just, you know, it, 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 it literally... Short circuits my brain. And we were talking about that earlier. There is, there's way too much of that Eastern European dialect and porn for some reason. Well, I think they're doing a lot of work in the Czech Republic yeah. and Slovakia. I noticed there's some Czech casting type mm. things. So uh-huh. You just happened upon. Right. While doing work. some research. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, I mean... How about where would you rank those of those three? As far as derailing or the most off putting? That's tough. I could probably fight through the foreign tongues. You know, yeah. I could probably bear down. There's the possibility that the uncircumcised part is going to go out of you at some point. I think I could handle that more than the hairy armpit. And I think, you know, not that I spend an awful lot of time thinking about uncircumcised dicks. Well, no more than the average guy. But you got varying degrees of uncircumcision. Yeah. You know, you there's, got you got the guy that sheath. you got the guy that can pull it back, and it just kind of looks like just a slight like mock turtleneck going on, like a dicky, a dicky. Then you got the turtleneck, and then you got the ant eater. And oh, yeah. The ant yeah. eater, I don't want to see that, <laughs> and I don't want to see the turtleneck. Mock turtleneck, no. I could probably, I don't know. But yeah, I guess it's armpit. Yeah. If you can dust back your car with it, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get a good look at it. If it looks like it should be in the zoo, yeah, then take it to the zoo. Right? Is that an aardvark? I yeah. think. I think that's some yeah. type of uh, some type of worm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I I had you know had that done for our kids. Not looking back. I know there's a lot of people that are. Oh, circumcision, you're mutilating. Fuck that shit. You're doing everybody a favor. Number one, that kid doesn't have to mess with it, keep cleaning that shit. Yeah. Doesn't have to do with the smeg. Yeah. And some young lady is not going to look at that and go, ew. Yeah. One of the uh, folks that I know, a lady that uh, she's getting back into the game of dating after being divorced for about 12 years. She's been divorced 12 years? Been divorced 12 years, but... Getting the kids grown oh, okay. and kind of, you. you know, putting herself back out, putting there. herself back out there, and she's um, made some headway with that. And she wasn't sure, and she had never gotten back to me, but she was asking some questions whether or not her uh, new bow was cut or not. Mm. And I'm like, is that something you cover on a first date? That's well, I think uh, I think you have a checklist of things. Okay, are you well? You know what? Is that on your Tinder? I think maybe it maybe it should be like. Could you imagine the deal breaker? Because we've never had to deal with this. But no. imagine that here you go. I'd want to know things are go- Yeah, I would want to just get that out there. Yeah. And I think I gave this advice to a pretty little nurse a long time ago too. That look, you need to be aware of this situation. That maybe you're going to date some guy that's going to have an uncut wang. And you're going to have to deal with that. Uh, well, why not throw some dimensions on Tinder, too, just so they have an idea? Not, yeah, like, exact, yeah, but, but just, you know, just ballpark it a little. That one, you know. I I'm, mean, because they'd also want to know if they were dealing with either extreme. Yeah, yeah. So you could just say, you know, I can average, below average, above average, right. something to give them some idea. But yeah. is the below average guy ever going to have a chance? Is he ever going to actually say well, below average? I mean, I realize that... Maybe you there got, should be some kind of verification process. There ought to be like we'll run them through one of those machines at the airport. Right. It ought to be like a you know I'm a A part and I need a B and a C needs a D. You know you ought to be right. able to match up the tiny vagina girls to the tiny dong guy and the monster vagina to the monster dong. Yeah. You know you ought to be. Able I think to, it's a better world. Everybody would be happier. Yeah. Now we might have just solved the problem here. We could have just fixed it. I know a person that uh, when you start one of those websites, I like websites. Yeah, maybe an app. 
There you mm. go. You get yeah. right on that. You get on yeah. that the Longmire app yeah. incubator. There Use you your Lotus skills that you mentioned before. <laughs> plus plus. Yeah, C plus plus was what <laughs> yeah. he. Yeah. Maybe a little Cobol or something. Yeah. I know a gal that um, as she tallies up her lovers that she has encountered, there is one on the list that had a tiny, tiny penis, and she says that didn't even count. <laughs> That that's what uh, the guys out there wanted. They want to keep from acknowledging it. But if you're not, if you're if you're in the middle, there, you know, I think everything is pretty copacetic. Right. But once you start getting to the extremes, that that does make a big difference. Yeah. There's a. Uh, I, have you ever watched Broad City? No. It's on Comedy Central. I've, it's a couple of girls, and they're uh, they're pretty raunchy, and they're. I've seen stuff. advertisements for it. There's an episode where I want to say it's Blake Griffin is on there as a cameo as himself. Yeah. And he goes to bed with uh, one of the characters and she looks at it and it's pixeled out. She's like, that's not going to work. That's not going to fit. And so they spend the rest of the night doing all kind of other non-sexual things, which in turn eventually get them off. But the whole premise was, no, it's not happening. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen with that. And there's no doubt that, you know, she got somebody that's got a beer can, to use the girth term that I think was thrown out earlier today, you know, that may not fit in an A slot, you know. Yeah. So I I think you're onto something. Like everybody, because maybe we need to have, um, you know, you graduate, you go to register for selective service, and they give you a grade. Man, there was yeah. a, uh, it still stands out to me, so I don't know if it was semi-traumatic, but it definitely got my attention as a, young freshman high school basketball player <laughs> that went in, went, you know, just like in football, everybody shares a locker room and everything right. like that. And very early on, one of the first, after one of the first basketball practices. One of these things is not like Well, I, I walked into, this, this wasn't even in the shower. This was just going in to use the restroom, and one of the senior guys was sitting on the pot with the stall door open, and he had to sling it up over his leg to keep it from dipping Dang down man. in the water. I've heard stories like that. I've heard you it. actually witnessed that. Yes, I've heard those stories too. And yeah, yeah it it was it was eye opening. Now on the <laughs> um, to say the least. Now uh, did it wink at you? It did it I, raise up? It, yeah, it sort of hooded like a cobra. <laughs> And then I, you know, I I went on my merry way. Yeah, I, I think that you know, there's no doubt there are a wide range of sizes of dongs, and there are a wide range of sizes of uh, the JJs. Now, the irony in all of this is the dong is pretty much going to stay the same within certain parameters for the lifetime of use. Right. Now, childbirth, etc. That the JJ may do some changing. Yeah. Yeah. I believe you could be throwing a tic tac down a hallway. I I believe it was a hot dog <laughs> through down a hallway, or uh, as one uh, said, like fucking a glass full of water with just rubbing up against one side. I'm describing <laughs> a. Uh, That's bad. Um, I know one person that when his wife had kids, she had to have an episiotomy, which is another thing about yeah. having kids. So kids at home, if you don't know what an episiotomy is. There are times mm. where the birth is so traumatic that it actually rips the vagina towards the perineum, and they have to stitch that define back up. Define what yeah. the perineum is. The taint. There you yes. Go. I, had to, I had to define the taint because I made a taint joke at oh, work yeah, the I other day. Oh, yeah, I saw that on Twitter. I had, to, I had to tell my work wives what the taint was. Really? Who doesn't know about the taint? These are you know women in their m- mid-40s. Didn't know what a taint Didn't was. Didn't know what a taint was. Taint on taint. Thing. A taint on taint. Taint your wagon. Taint misbehaving. Yeah, I had to explain what a taint was. I explained lots of things to them. I think right. I explained uh, I explained the shocker to them. Okay. I'm sure they were <laughs> I taught them I taught them the hand gestures of teaser, pleaser, shocker, spocker. How often do you have to go visit with HR? Deal breaker. <laughs> Deal breaker. Deal breaker so is the I the be all end all. Just like in real life, I I wade into this very gently. Gotcha. 
and you like I've been with these people. But once he gets a green light, oh yeah, all hell. Well, I don't give them all. Like they're they're I've been there so Tell long. Those hand motions again. For oh, me. you want to do that again? <laughs> yeah. Okay. This comes across great on the radio. So I'll do this. I'll, I'll explain it. Teaser is one finger. Okay. The forefinger. Pleaser are the first two fingers together. Okay. Shocker. Right. We all know the shocker. Right. Two in the pink, one in the stink. Spocker, like Spocker. Mr. Spock. So okay. two up, two down. Gotcha. Spread. And then the deal breaker is three yeah. in the stink. Gotcha. Yeah. Or I guess you could do one and you know, either way. But she depending on hand agility. One of them thought that was great and went home and told their significant other that one. She's like, I may have to text you to remind me of the, the order. Oh god. But yeah, once hey, you get honey, the green listen line, to what my male friends right, work. That's what I always say, yeah. like, do you go ahead and say that Gustav said this, you know, wanted me to tell you about the taint or the donkey punch? <laughs> so anyway. Yes, go home and ask your husband what a hot Carl is. Hot Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said a a cold Sanchez. a cold Carl the other day. <laughs> well, I think the cold Carl. I think their impl- implication was the hot Carl was straight on. Oh shit! Whereas the cold Carl was on to glass above. Oh, I think oh. that was Fuck me. I that cold Carl. I think got mentioned. I don't know if that was on a podcast or it was on the air. I don't, I don't I've never heard. That I don't one. understand. I don't understand scat at all. No, no. you know. I'm proud to say that the internet has taught me that I'm not the weirdest guy out there. Yeah. Not by a long No, time. I'm like, hey, I'm normal compared yeah, to you. It makes you feel really good about yourself. Now, I realize there are people that are super vanilla out there that I'm still way past. Yeah. But I ain't the worst. Well, at least in public you are. Who knows what goes on behind closed doors with some people. Yeah, with some people. On a, I know. Yeah, it's like that. The, as the great Charlie Rich would say. Yeah. Behind closed doors. That drive-by trucker song, the the wiggy. Oh, the wiggy made her wear. Yeah. Although, which doesn't sound that bad, you know. <laughs> he get beat with a fireplace. But no, she shot his. She ass. shot him. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to get shot. Yeah. That's why you got to have a a loving relationship. Right. But yeah, I don't understand the hairy armpits. I don't know when America switched to shaving their armpits for women. Obviously, that had to happen at some point, and I would assume yeah. in the 20th century. Yeah. That'd be a good question for Professor Brad. That would be. Get on that, Brad. Yeah, I think he minored in armpit hair. I think he did. Yeah, I think I remember him saying that tonight. He wrote a thesis on arm hair, uh, armpit hair braiding. Right. <laughs> yes. But C- committee was a little puzzled by that one. <laughs> Are you sure you're going to defend this? <laughs> the um, So I think it was probably some kind of public health hygiene initiative that they were, you know, they were into some crazy stuff in the early 20th century. That's yeah. where oh, yeah. I've got a eugenics textbook. And so eugenics mm-hmm. was ultimately into the idea of some of the Nazi philosophies, but yeah. um, they wanted to make society better. They were going to mm-hmm. literally breed right. people better. Right. Master race. Master race. Now they didn't coax it in that, but they, you know, if you had a disability, they you were, gone. they were, you know, they were yeah. thin in the herd. They were talking about forced sterilization. And right. now this one is, it's pretty interesting. I think it's called safe council. I'll have to um, find some tidbits of it, but it's a, it's a tome. It's like three inches thick of huh. eugenic idealism. And it's nothing. Obviously they were thinking this is the right thing to do, but it was right. Well, you know, young country, we've got to better ourselves. We've got to, you know, have a strong workforce. Right. We've right. got to have a, you know, and you know it, they focused on if you're healthy, smart breeding smart people to smart people. Shit, if man, you're healthy, you're going to feel better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Look at what we got. Yeah, it does seem like we've kind of lost our way when it comes to that. That we've tried to try to beat idiocracy, but we have certainly bred ourselves into a corner. It seems like I mean, genetics is an amazing, amazing field of study. Which we, I mean, we still know very. Nothing minuscule amount about we don't really i mean and just think i mean we feel like we know quite a bit but then when you talk to somebody that actually really knows it, they're like no yeah we, we were like we're yeah. just at the well think about it bottom we, end of what so uh dna the actual molecular dna i mean they knew about the genes but right they, we're only you know 60 something years into that yeah yeah that we've actually had this is what dna is my uh the professor I had for genetics 
in college. He was a real interesting dude. He was Whoa, from, wait, wait. We're burying the lead here. Yeah, you took genetics in college? Yeah. Why? We must be I mean, in a house part of your major, doctors. was it? Well, because I was a biology major. Whoa. Oh, okay. Whoa. And, uh, la la. Is that I helping guess I forgot about that. Is that helping the live trap business? Well, you know, well, I, zoology. There you, you know, go. There you played, go. I parlayed right off that degree. <laughs> Do you remember the, uh, the, the home zoo that was close to my house? The home zoo. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Nothing like having a yeah your own zoo just he just got and buy those damn things yeah just bought a bear got me a bear yeah built built the cage got it welded up good yeah. I don't guess I remember that who was it at it oh yeah yeah no, it was yeah. his brother oh yeah 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 <laughs> so um yeah we don't know anything about genetics and I'm gonna go on record again I made this prediction a few episodes back. Our genes store some type of memories that we're passing down. I don't Absolutely. know what level, but that's and I don't know how it works. But there's something going on there. There's more than just your hair color and stuff. We're, oh, absolutely. Well, it passes on traits and propensities, and I, mean, I think we're getting some. I don't think we're even beyond that. Could even touch on some kind of spiritual, maybe lineage that's passed through. Yeah, to I mean, there's something people have wrote about this for, I mean, years and years and years. I mean, there's there's something in the human wiring that draws them towards spirituality. I mean, even Campbell in uh, Power of Myth, Power of Myth, talked about from the beginning of mankind. There's something, in you know, archaeologists used to, and science researchers used to just think that it was well, anything that they couldn't understand, right? Humans had to explain it somehow, so they just made shit up right you know but then you want to know, get more into it now there's there was more to it than that there was there's something in the human wiring that draws us towards spirituality something something bigger than us and I mean, there's an inherent void that seek that seeks to be filled. right you know and i have two family members who are devout atheists and you know they're not protagonist atheists like you know cussing at crandy man like yeah. we see a lot of now. Right. But uh they just it will kinda have some discussions about it sometimes and they're in they say they're atheists and it's really more of a agnostic kind right. of you know and but I think it's just kinda cool to say atheist these days. Yeah, it's know? certainly there's you certainly know. less stigma around it than there was even when we were young. Yeah. I mean and I went through a point in my Can life. Can be trendy. Where, yeah. Went through a point in my life where, you know, I wouldn't call myself a atheist or an agnostic or but definitely questioning which right. i think if you're if you're true to yourself you're going to do that if you're true to whatever religion you are if you're true to your faith and spirituality you need to question it you need to search for those answers you need to be a seeker yeah. yeah you need to don't just take somebody's word you know just because your parents drug your ass to church when you're a kid and you didn't like it that doesn't mean it's you know not real. That doesn't mean the church you went to is right, but there's something there. Well, I mean, I think I any mean, any unexamined or indefensible belief puts you in a pretty, you know, tenuous position. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you should examine any core belief you have yeah. about why you believe that, or why you believe you. that's true, why you don't believe exactly. that. that. I mean, to not just to give a defense to someone else, but to give a defense to yourself right. for personal growth and that kind of thing, too. And I think that um, comparative religion and certainly comparative theology, I think that if everybody had that... Oh, I thought that would be awesome. That would be great. Because, yeah. you know, I know that we've all done different level, you know, varying research into different things and read up on different things. So... Like you, I you know there are questions in my faith that I have that I I don't pretend to understand, but that's part of the faith. Right. And I've certainly asked myself about them, and I've reconciled things where this is how I see the world, and this is how I see my spirituality, and you know it may not fit in strict into a strict doctrine of any one particular denomination of Christianity, but I know right. where I fit, and I'm comfortable with that. But I've looked at other religions other denominations and i you know i've seen well this is what i believe and it's not exactly what i grew up believing mm-hmm. but it's certainly i haven't abandoned that right whereas i know people 
that would certainly consider themselves devout, but they don't know anything about anything else. Right. And it's that attitude of, well, I'd rather believe this and be wrong than not believe it and right. be wrong. Well, you and know, if and you can't provide an explanation or defense for your own beliefs, too, it's not a true then that, belief. I mean, that's I mean, problematic. Right. Exactly. I mean, before you even branch out, because those two go together, you know, I mean, before you can have a good understanding of what you believe, you've got to position it against other beliefs and then be able to defend or understand why, you know, why do you believe A to be true instead of B or could A and B both be true right. Or that, you know, that takes some comparative thinking and some critical thinking that yeah. I, I don't, I don't know that, I mean, certainly everyone doesn't get to that step. Right. And, and not everybody's beliefs. comfortable to even, cause that, that takes a certain amount of, uh, I don't like to use the word courage cause I know we throw it around as a joke all the time, but from a, an intellectual aspect of yourself, that takes on this, you know, willingness to step out of your comfort zone. It creates quite a bit of anxiety. For yeah. Sure. And it's just, uh, I know I have conversations with some people that are of one particular denomination and they know it somewhat about that. They don't always know all the theology behind it and doctrine behind it, but they don't know anything about any of the other Christian denominations as far as what do they believe? Why do they right. believe it? You know, and so, I'm open to have those conversations with them and certainly tell them what I think, but I don't ever act like this is it. Yeah. And I've always had a problem with that. You know, I grew up in a rural Baptist, which is not a full our way or the highway where they think they're the only denomination that's going to right. be in heaven, but certainly they think they're absolutely right. Yeah. Now, there are some denominations that tr- literally do think they're the only ones in right. heaven. Everybody else is going to hell. And I've told some jokes about them around people that were, and I've certainly ruffled some feathers going back to I'm able to piss off anybody pretty much given <laughs> enough rope. It's a gift. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would like that everybody had to take that. I don't know that it would, if it would, I don't know it would land for everybody. Well, and, and two, it depends on, with anything, it depends on how good the teacher is. True. Like, I remember asking a, uh, when a, there was a big push in our old hometown, god, ten years ago or so, and it might have been through the whole, when the State Board of Education was redoing the textbooks and yeah. stuff like that. You know, a, a serious conversation in the legislature about requiring some Christianity classes in Texas, but, well, no. How were they framing it? They were framing it as well, they're wanting literature to, or something like that. Well, but, and they were also wanting to, you know, proposing teaching creative design, right. that kind of thing, Which too, as part I of science. I remember talking to uh, the Baptist preacher that was in our little hometown, and he was he was a young guy. He was he wasn't. I mean, I never heard him preach, but just in conversations, he wasn't your stereotypical Baptist preacher you know and i remember asking him his thought on that and he's like he said i like the idea in theory he said but in practice i i don't i don't want that right now and he shocked it shocked him i was like really he said well what flavor of christianity are you going to be or is going to be taught he said you know he said the way i teach christianity might be different than the way the presbyterian Presbyterian preachers is preaching it, which may be different than the way the Church of Christ preacher is preaching it. What, you know, he said, he said, that's a slippery slope. He said, we can't even, as Christians, we can't even agree on interpretations. Right. So, we don't really need to be, he said, in my opinion, we, we have to be very careful in trying to force that into a school setting, you know. Sure. Where it depends on what brand of it you're getting, you know. Yeah, I agree completely, because, you know, like we've talked in previous, not to us bog down in theology too much, you know, there is a an acts-based attitude towards salvation in some denominations. Mm-hmm. There is a acceptance, grace type, you know, there's there's so many different flavors. And some of them, you know. That I scare the hell out of you. Scare the hell out of you. Handling snakes. Yeah. That's drinking strychnine and having a fire underneath your chin while you dance around. And then I got to wash right. your feet. We <laughs> need to recommend Brad read The uh, Salvation on Sand Mountain. Yes. Oh, I think he'd like that. Yeah. 
he'd be like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> but, again, we know you're stuck. fuck did we get started on religion? I don't even know. Oh, we were talking about well, how... you we, held up that cue card that said religion now. Religion now. Oh, I was talking about... I think we started with... We were talking genetics. about genetics. Yeah. yeah. And, and how the, you are a the, zoologist. The human wiring to search for some right. sort of something bigger. Yeah. We can go off on a tangent. I, yeah. It, what started with genetics? Let me I think this started back, with farting. Backtrack here. The, uh, the The professor I had, he had, been on the, he had been at the team... This was in the early 90s, mid-90s. He had been on the team at Texas A&M who had – he had been on the Human Genome Project. You know, Toledo's really going to like all this A&M <laughs> right. talk to Don. And uh, I had a, several out. professors that were from A&M. And he'd also been on the team that helped – that did uh, – Dolly. Dolly. Yeah. And uh, he could tell some crazy-ass stories. Cause this is like in the pioneering stages of mm-hmm. – Genetic engineering, if you want to call it that. My seven-year-old told me this week that if they ever take the ban off of human cloning, she's going to have a clone made of herself. Oh, shit. Seven years old telling me this shit. Does she have yeah. plans for this clone? Or? Well, I, I think she wants another version of her because I've... You know, one's just not enough. One's, well, she realizes that it would be... She could do those baby. double mint commercials? Oh. You know, she realizes it wouldn't... Yeah, uh, get a double mint contract. But... She's so much like her mama. I'm like, don't worry, it'll, you'll have your own clone. Because <laughs> I'm already faced with, I've got the mama, and then I'm gonna have, you know, the yeah. next twenty something years of dealing with, yeah, mini mama, mini mama, and I'm scared yeah. shitless. Yeah, sorry, D- Dolly was your, yeah, that, that's all I had. That's all you got. Yeah, you made a blood simple reference earlier. I did. No, I did. I didn't yeah, know what did that you pass. say? Uh, we're talking about. Well, I think it was off air because you were taught when you were talking about that warrant in Oklahoma. Oh yeah, yes. And yes, I said yes. that sounded very blood simple. Oh yeah. So but great. That's the first Coen Brothers movie. That's their first movie. Yeah, and so really good. It was, oh, I'm thinking of the book, which was a. Uh, uh, that's a different. Yeah, that's a uh, John Huston made a movie. No, that was Blood Wise that I'm thinking. No, Blood. The Coen Brothers movie. Blood take, Simple. Yeah, that play, took place in the South, right? It's Texas. Yeah. Okay. That was based off a novel, I'm pretty sure, by, what was that gal's name? She's a Southern goth writer. Which we know you love, Southern goth. If I'm not mistaken, was it about a preacher? No. No. It's a, no. No. If you haven't seen it, you need to. I think they wrote it. I'm pretty sure, I mean. Okay. I'll have to do some. uh, It's got the great Emmett Walsh. The great Emmett Walsh. I've seen that. And the Dan Hadea. Yeah. And. Francis McDormand. Yeah, that's a good movie. I watched that on a VHS tape. Sweet. Really? Yesterday? This afternoon. The um, Coen brothers, they've got to be on my Mount Rushmore of modern directors. No doubt. Yeah. They're fantastic. And that's the, Wes Anderson on there. Wes Anderson's on there, absolutely. Is P.T. Anderson on there? Yes. That would probably be my rounded out. The, yeah. The those four are of those. Great. Uh, I, I'm, we were talking with Cody Allen maybe like last week or so, whenever, I realize that'll be several weeks ago when this comes out, about how we're Wes Anderson fanboys. I'm a Coen Brother fanboy and I'm a Paul Thomas Anderson fanboy. Yeah. And I'll watch anything they make and I'll probably, you know, dust up over you if you say you don't like it. Not all of it's on the equal level, but. Right. I don't think I've ever been disappointed in any of them. What's your, what's your best, uh, What's your favorite Wes Anderson movie? I know yours, Rushmore. No, it's actually Tenenbaums. Tenenbaums is mine. Man, it's I so love Rushmore. Hard. I absolutely. I mean, I love Bottle Rocket. I love Rushmore, but Tenenbaums. It's just it's, it's perfect. It is. It's like uh, it's like Wes Anderson's Love Boat. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's got a little bit of everything. Little, it's got every little bit you want there. Now. I also thought Moonrise Kingdom was excellent. Oh yeah, and Grand Budapest Hotel. Man, I, I thought not that, seen that I thought that was really underrated. You have not seen that? Oh, it's that's fantastic. The fantastic. The one that just came out yeah. two years ago I or three still years ago. Not seen that. I know there's always people that are going to pan his stuff. Well, I think now you know exactly what you're getting. That's right. You know, and if you go into it and you don't like it, well, that's on you. If you're looking for linear, you're in the wrong place. Oh, absolutely. Wise Blood is the book I'm thinking about. That is a Southern, and that, John, Flannery O'Connor. Flannery O'Connor, John yeah. Houston made that movie of that, 
It's on the Criterion Collection. Starts Brad Dorf. I recommend it. It's yeah. a hard watch. Wise, wise Blood is what I was Yeah, Wise Blood. Flannery O'Connor. Anything Flannery O'Connor is. That's on Hulu right now on the Criterion if you want to. Is it? Yeah. Well, I don't do Hulu. Well, you should. I'm a, I'm, I need to read that because I haven't read that one. Wise Blood? Wise Blood. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a how that's old a, is that one? Nineteen fifty-two. Yeah, it's so far ahead of its time. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, the movie was made it. in the seventies, and it seems ahead of its time for the seventies. So knowing that yeah. it was written in nineteen fifty-two, it's about it's John Huston the movie. Yeah, John Huston directed it. Yeah, it's it's stout. Yeah, it was a good book. Um, anyway, I'm so, sorry. So Wes I would Anderson. I would go Wes Anderson. It would have to be. Uh, um, Ten bombs. They're all ten and bombs yeah. because that cast, the cast the is superb. Are just it moves. It's it moves storytelling aspect. It moves flawlessly. It's got all those things that we love about it. You know, it's got all the little. The book is perfect. The narration of Alec Baldwin is yes. superb. Yes. Everybody does a great job. It's like, it's like you said, it's the love boat. It's got so many different people you know. Yeah. And not always in a way that you've seen them before. Yeah. It's like a beautiful 3D puzzle. Yeah. That's what I like about, and I don't know, I mean, I'm sure, obviously, they must have just hit it off and like, all right, I'm going to do all your movies now. But Bill Murray and Wes Anderson. Yeah. I mean, that was like a change of character for Bill Murray to, to do a whole to do characters like he does with West Anderson. Yeah, because he's, he's fine being in just a tiny part of yeah. it, integral, but yeah. tiny. Yeah. So he did a Roll Ten and Bombs with him. Of course, he did a huge part in Rushmore. Yeah. yeah. Which he's fantastic in. God, that it is so good. He has. He's the, that so he's the lead in Life Aquatic with uh, Steve Zissou, which, if I'm going to rank him. Maybe the weakest yeah. out of the out of the thing. I've that doesn't it mean it's once. bad. I've, I've watched it, it many times. I've seen it a few times, and I think it's it has to be at the bottom or at least near the bottom. Yeah, it. I love it, but I realize one that it's worse. not as. I don't know. It has its problems. It's uh, he has a tiny part in uh, just a cameo, basically in uh, Darjeeling Limited. Was he in that? that was one of my favorite ones. Did he's he, uh, he's a businessman that's okay. running. Yeah. And then yeah. he's also <laughs> sitting in one of the cabs when it does the pan across yeah. all the different cars. I really like that one. Yeah, it's, I really enjoy that. Uh, he's the badger lawyer in the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, see, I always forget that's Wes Anderson. Yeah. And then um, we get him in. He has a small cameo as one of the concierges at another hotel in Grand Budapest. Okay. And then he's the lawyer, of, father of the uh, the girl in Moonrise Kingdom. Okay. And yeah. Anderson's next movie is another stop animation, kind of like Fantastic Mr. Fox, but it's in pre-production or, you know, it's being worked on right now. All right. Favorite Coen Brothers movie? Oh, man. That's tough because there's so many. Yeah. I think Raising Arizona. I would, yeah, well, go ahead. It's, oh no! Please, I mean, I mean, Raising Arizona is fantastic, but uh, I mean, I think it would probably you almost have to put those in categories. Yes, yeah. like how can you compare Lebowski yes. right. to Blood Simple? Yeah. Right, because Lebowski for me is, I mean, I, I've I seen that movie so many times. It yeah. is good. Yeah, I, Anderson, for, for lack of a better term, a Wes Anderson movie is a Wes Anderson movie. Right. Not that he's a one-trick pony, because he has a little bit of range within that. But it's, yeah. you're getting what you're getting. You know what you're walking into. Coen Brothers have done westerns. Yeah. But and I would consider No Country for Old Men. Oh. Just like a western, like True Grit. God, that's so good. Both of those are good. I didn't like True Grit as much as I liked the old one. But you know, shout I've out never, to Travis. I like John Wayne as. I never watched the old one because it has uh John Wayne in it. Yeah, and we know you yeah. hate John Wayne. Yeah. It's good. Put Clint Eastwood in it, be all over it. He'd be all up in it. <laughs> You're just rubbing it in. You got your, you got your Blood Simple and your Miller's Crossing. Miller's, oh, Crossing. Miller's Crossing. I would, I think Miller's Crossing would be in one of my like top five most underappreciated movies. Yeah. Like ones I've mentioned to somebody and they've never even heard of, even if they're Coen Brothers fans. Yeah, they they and don't. It's, that it's was fantastic. Was, what was their first raising? What was their first one? Raising well, Blood Simple, Simple is their first. Their okay. first. Raising Arizona is their second. Miller's Crossing is probably their third. It's their yeah, third. Okay. And you talk about like 
this roller coaster. Yeah. Here, Blood Simple is film noir set in Texas, so I'd almost make it southern noir. Yeah. Then we, it's dark, you know, it's a murder and all that stuff. Then we get Raising Arizona, which is just pure slapstick. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, well, it's like not all of their stuff. That. It it's always serious. has a touch of dark. It's, in it. yeah, it has a touch of dark. It's screwball. It's not slapstick. Yeah. I want to, you know, it's a screwball comedy, like an old Howard, uh, Howard Hawks or, you know, somebody like that from the 30s that's just got that bam, bam, bam movement. You know, there's no yeah. downtime. Then you go to Miller's Crossing. Which has funny in it. Yeah. But it's dark. Mm-hmm. Man, the great Albert Finney. Yeah. That movie, so good. Now, but yeah, like, I don't know how you compare. Yeah. I mean, No Country for Old Men That's, is one of my all-time favorites. It's yeah, super. Is and then great. Lebowski is also one of yeah. my, but so, that's so that's different. What's so hard about movies is that yeah. if you, if you start comparing genres, yeah. like, I mean, comparing a comedy to a western. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no. Yeah, you can't. Can't do that. What was your take on, uh, I still hadn't seen it, uh, Tarantino's latest, the Western. I hadn't got to see it yet. I hadn't either. I missed out. I I wanted to go see the full, big, widescreen version of it, and it came at Christmas, and as family men, there's no worse time for seeing movies than at Christmas. Uh, No worse time seeing adult movies. Right. Yeah. Because, well, there was two that were at, we get to go to the, me and my wife get to go to the movies for adult movies. Porno every Apache six months or something like that. There was breeze right by that. There was two. I've just learned to ignore y'all. There was two coming out at the same time. I damn, I want to see both of them. I opted for Bone Tomahawk. No, I rented that one. I opted for what was Mocking Jay. No, the Mountain (laughs) Man one. Uh, the uh, the Remnant. Yeah, Revenant. 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 Opted for that one. Good movie. Solid. And, uh, so I still hadn't seen a Tarantino movie. Yeah. Well, it looks good. Yeah. I mean, like I, mean, I want to see it. See Revenant? No, I didn't see it. Yeah. And, it? no, I hadn't seen it. I heard it was good, though. It's good. It's, uh, that one, I don't know how good, you know, there's certain movies you have to see on the big screen. I agree. And that's, that's one of them. Just the way it's filmed and, man, like, like Braveheart's that kind of movie. Yeah, the, I mean, yeah. I remember seeing that in the theater, just like, holy Golden shit. Child's that way, too. It Golden is. Golden Child, yeah. Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo's. Yeah. I mean, if you don't see Breaking 2 on the big screen... What are you even doing? You might as well just not watch it. Well, boys, I think we're about at our end. We can certainly have some more movie talk later. Yeah. Future episodes. I know we all love talking movies. I don't know that we'd be very really good at doing Also called talkies. <laughs> I like silent films, and I make my kids watch them. Big Buster a, Keaton fan. I'm a Buster Keaton and a Harold Lloyd fan, both yeah. of them. And if you don't like that, then you can eat a dick. Yeah, I, to each their own. My kids, as Shirley Q. Licker would say, they don't they they don't like it first off because it's black and white. Mm-hmm. And I told them the world used to be black and white. We didn't have color. <laughs> <laughs> they know I'm full of shit, so right. you know I get the eye roll, you know. But uh. They like them if they'll give it a chance. Yeah. But they, they'd they so rather watch. Life the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's worked. I got three kids. Or just, give it a, just give it a chance. <laughs> Have I shown you the hand signals? Yeah. <laughs> Deal breaker. All right. Well, it's been a good one, I think. So uh, we've been all over the map, into the bar ditch. Wow. Down As usual. The- Rabbit holes. Yeah, we we don't stay on topic no. if we ever have topics. But that's why we don't write notes. We don't write notes. We write notes of things to think about, but we don't have any game plan when we start yeah. this. Thanks, Fake Bailey J, for telling out everybody about my hairy ass. And no, we are not going to start shaving our armpits. No, absolutely not. I don't no. think Mrs. Gustav would even want me to shave. No, I may just that. shave one. Yeah, test it out. Yeah, give it yeah, a it test goes. drive. All right. Well, one armpit and one leg. Yeah. Let us know if you think that men should shave their armpits or if fake Bailey J is just full of shit. Yeah. I know where I vote. So uh, email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. Tweet at us, and we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleep it. Housekeeping. Go back in an hour. Housekeeping, you want towels? Our towels need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God.
What kind of hotel is this? Championship Wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Sally. Good night from Dallas, Texas.